Welcome to the Draft Doctors Podcast, your home of weekly draft content. Now here's Steve, Jono, Cam, and the Statesman. G'day everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Draft Doctors. I'm your host Steve Fears. Today we're talking forgiveness, please. That's right, the players who had a stanky 2022, we're going to overlook and uh, put back on our draft boards next season. Joining me, as always, Jonathan Crockett. How are you, friend? Good, Steve. G'day, listeners. Now, what I want to do is, I don't know if the listeners have heard, but Megan Markle has decided to release a podcast. Now, Steve, I know <laughs> I you're the poorest man in fantasy football, but maybe you should reach out to Megan, because she's released a podcast with a production value of $18 million. Now, what the hell that money goes to, I have no idea, but whatever she's, her manager is, we need to get them, get them on board and help us out here, I reckon. That's brilliant. Real. Maybe they had to CGI Kevin Costner's hair in for, that was, that's a, that's a big budget. <laughs> anyway, the next guest, they tell me the world's rivers are turning to, they're drying up and turning to dust. Someone who turned to dust long ago. Stato. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it certainly feels like it uh, started the build up here in the the top end. So uh, everything's a little bit dry, and it's uh, only going to uh, build moisture in the air, but not on the ground for the next two or three months. So if I sound grumpy during the off season, you know it's just too damn hot. Well, you can have some scotch and Kahlua to wash that humidity down, couldn't you? <laughs> yeah, that that I could. <laughs> Yeah, if you're grumpy as shit, I just assume you've turned into an Adelaide fan, so you have no sense of humour <laughs> whatsoever. You, you'd think they'd have a sense of humour after everything that's happened. But um, Have you met <laughs> like South Australians the driest people ever? Oof. Anyway, yeah, so uh, Rankin, he's out. Carl Amon, your boys. Jono, he is out too. Uh, new GWS coach, Pipes Kingsley. As well. He hasn't seen anything he doesn't want to bicep curl. God damn. <laughs> What's going on there? He's huge. He is. He's, he is. Good old Eastern boy. Anyway, yeah. No, so Isaac, Isaac, um, very replaceable player. Don't worry about that. But uh, anyway, anyway, on to the show. We are forgiving some players. <laughs> it's the kind... Kind time for the draft doctors. A lot of forgiveness. John, you're a forgiving, forgiving sort of person. Never hold a grudge. Never. Andrew Swallow costing me a game. <laughs> Get the scale down. Nick Floston, damn you to hell. <laughs> but no. But no. Um, I'm going to forgive Lockie Whitfield first up. This guy's been absolute Ooh. fantasy gun for a number of years, but he's been under the thumb of Leon Cameron. Playing in half forward, playing as a small forward. Shit, you probably even played at the ruck at one stage. Um, Whitfield finished th- as a 13th defender in AFL Fantasy and the 44th defender in Supercoach. Now, that's a massive fall for grace, but we know this is a guy who's averaged well over 100 uh, in the previous years. When McVeigh got in, got the coaching gig, he, he, was un- he was unleashed, was scoring pretty well, had a pretty good finish to the to the uh, fantasy season in 2022. This year, GWS, they sort of fell down the ladder a little bit. You know, they weren't as a good of a team as they were, say, in 2019. Um, they finished eighth this year for average disposals, whereas in 2019, they were the number one possessive team, possession team, disposal team. So if GWS is to get back up to the ladder, they're going to be getting some more ball 
uh, going forward. And if Whitfield gets his half-backed um, running role, which which I hope he does, you know, similar to Jack Sinclair, he could quite easily push up back to that 105, 110 that we've seen him in the previous years. Um, again, with GWS being slightly poor, his disposals are down, you know, a few guys coming through. Um, every, all these stats were the same, except for his kicks. He lost about two and a half kicks per game going forward. So if he gets those back, GWS improve. I can certainly forgive Lockie Whitfield. Whether he's going as that D1? Don't know. I think there's going to be a bit of stank in the air about him, So, but you might be able to get a bit of value for him next year. Yeah. You, did, you have, did you have shares of Whitfield this year at all? No, I jumped off after he burned me the year before. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's I know he burnt you, Steve. How, how do you feel? I, I, I'd forgive him. I think the, the elephant in the room is actually Pipes Kingsley. Uh, just really scared of these coaches coming in from the, the Richmond model. Uh, so someone who's going to rely on marks and kicks, that sort of soft outside game. We know GWS sort of, they, they still play that. Um, obviously not one of the elite possessing, possessing teams, but someone like Whitfield, he relies on that sort of game. I would have thought, uh, I know you can still succeed off the half back line in that, in that model, but I, that's my concern. That's all. I'd want to see where he plays in the preseason. Yeah, it's funny. I've got this sort of inkling for him to be on the never again list. It's sort of been burning two, three, four years on the trot. And I think I've often told that story of when uh, he'd come back from from injury uh, and pumped out that 190 that I thought in, in off-brand, all right, I need to bring this man in. He had a high break-even previously. He smashed that. Uh, was at the ground in in Western Sydney and put the big C on him, brought him in, put the big C on him, and he was injured with a shoulder at 36 or something ridiculous like that. And it just feels like my life with Lockie Whitfield is just burn, burn city. It's like I'm going to Burning Man every time I put him in a team. Yeah, I mean, he has had the injury injuries over the years, but you can't help that. That's just poor. Poor um, captaincy from you, Stato. Just you'd lock in a midfielder over Lockie Whitfield, wouldn't you? That's what I'm putting it down to. Um, I, I suppose at the end of the day, I think I think they're playing Gold Coast, oh. um, so I think that was part of the reason why. Uh, this is about four or five years ago, uh, but I, I I will say um, I'm sure when I mentioned Burning Man, all you guys thought was me naked in a field. I was thinking Sean Higgins, really. <laughs> serious urination problems, right there. That's. <laughs> I don't know about that. Stato, you're not forgiving Lockie Whitfield. Who are you forgiving? Well, I'm forgiving this man for, for two things. Um, firstly, his name, Taran, Taran, Taz. Uh, I forgive him for changing his name left, right and centre and his parents calling him different names. I, I also forgive him for an average of 50 this year when he was probably going in drafts um, in the top six forwards. So Taz, he was such a big target this year, um, massive into 2021. I think his last eight games were an average over 100. So we we're just expecting massive things. Um, but this year was very disappointing. It's, it's form, it's injury, and it's confidence, and they all took their toll. But... 
obviously looking at the regime that they had uh, this year in 2022, not many things went right. And with a new coach, heaps of talent for this player and heading into his fifth season, I think he be can be forgiven and be back to being one of the main targets in our forward. Um, and mind you, I think that comes with a bargain price. You're obviously in your draft formats are going to, to see him sitting down with an average of 50 beside his name. So he's going to be down the list. And it's 30 points down on his average from the previous year. So I think Taz is going to be back. I think Taz should be forgiven. And I think one thing we know uh, of what Alastair Clarkson's going to do, if we look at the modelling with Hawthorne, is he's going to decide who's going to be in that premiership team and he's going to play them in the right positions for the right amount of time to prep them to go bang when they're ready. Yeah, it's an interesting one, Stato. I think a lot of people felt the, the pinch from from uh, TT, who doesn't Ooh, yeah. know his own name. Maybe that's part of the confidence. Yeah, it could but, be. Yeah, what role do you see TT doing next year? Like, what split? Uh I think I think he needs to be that sort of mid forward, and I, I'm hoping it's around that sort of fifty fifty mark, or should I say forty forty twenty? So forty in the midfield, forty percent um, in that half forward line, because you need him still up a little bit so he can be really creative. He's not a small forward; he's a high half he's forward when he sort plays of seemed forward. Like Jordan Lewis was deployed back in the day, like in that similar role. Yeah, but but obviously Jordan's role was a very defensive mm. one. I see that they want him in space. So you're right in the positioning, but what he will perform in his role, I think, will be a lot more yeah, attacking. Fair enough. I find it so hard. Like, he, he had the good... Like, he still got the good splits last year, and he just... It just didn't happen. It's... uh Yeah. Yeah. The the confidence of the whole yeah. group was down, though. That 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 was the thing. It, it it wasn't clicking. You you know when you it, it's like the draft doctors. Um, you, you notice how up and about we are, sort of jovial, having a good time. It's because there's a good environment here. Um, so if you think about what's missing, that you know when it gets a little bit narky and and grumpy and annoying, it's just not quite as much fun. A bit of addition through subtraction is that what you're getting? <laughs> Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he'll be a really interesting one, and in where he gets ranked, he's probably one of those he guys will. who you look at like a Connor Rosie, who probably ended up on waiver wires this year, and you know, one of those teens yeah. sort of drafted players rather than a or ranked in the teen forwards rather than ranked in as a locked in top ten forward. So, really interesting. There's two things we know. He he has the ball winning ability, which a lot of really high-level talented players um, don't actually have. So there'll be quality over quantity. He is a quantity guy who has the quality. So any coach would actually want him um, where the ball is because he can do so much with it. Yeah, it's going to be Yeah, it's a fascinating team to watch going forward. A lot of high-end talent by the looks, but uh, we'll see how it all shakes out. Anyway, I'm forgiving Hunter Clark. I obviously had the uh, oh, wow. world in Hunter Clark shares this year. Got uh, got stung, and he finished the year the way he started it, which was injured. 
which has been a constant theme throughout Clark's career, having never topped 16 games in a season. This was his worst average. Like, he's going to be free on draft day. This is the thing. Completely free. And it's just... Seems to run into those those impact injuries. He's a hard player, the cheek, the shoulder, all these sort of things. But I just look at what St Kilda don't have, and they don't have a heap of homegrown talent. Uh, he is someone who could, should, would take the next step. He always shows the flashes. Uh, he was mooted for the midfield role. Obviously, that didn't happen. But Brad Hill out. Hanabry, I know he finished the season pretty well. He's out. Just there's there's good things like that could happen for him. I, I think he's probably more of that halfback, uh, potentially wing player. It's really interesting what they could do there. Like McKenzie's probably a pretty pretty locked in on a wing when he's fit. So we'll see what happens there. But I, I just feel like they need someone they've drafted to really stand up. Like I said, he'll be free. There's opportunity there. When he's fit, he's he's generally straight in, so I, I can forgive Hunter Clark, but where he'll be drafted next year. Yeah, the interesting part is just how often he's been injured. Now, I, I don't know if it's related and just hasn't had the clear run and now got a opportunity to, to have the six months to actually get his body right, but it feels like it's something that's quite constant. Well, to, to me, it's I mean, not like... body seems fine. Like, it's more like if Steve says it's impact injuries, that's just sort of like a, a bad luck thing. It's not like he's pinging a hammy like Nat Fife every four. Well, he has a lot of fucking bad luck then. Well, that's right. There are some players that do have a lot of bad luck and then they come good and play some good footy. But he, he's not having the soft tissues that we've seen. Like a Nat Fife constantly having a soft tissue or anything like that. It's just, just bad luck injuries. Well, maybe Stato knows. Does, does he not know how to protect himself? Yeah, I haven't watched him play that closely to to you know review the injuries. To be honest, so I can't define that one either way. But it's just interesting that it happens so often. I'd, I'd love to see how many times he's actually been subbed out in a game. And I think it's, it's the same as Whitfield to me. Like Whitfield just seems to come up with these yeah weird agree. things. Mm. What the hell? Like the lung yeah. and the weed and it's just. Spiteful women. Yeah. Who knows? Like, what's going on? <laughs> I just Clark can do everything. It's the inside. It's the outside tackles. Mark. He can do it all. He just hasn't yeah, put it together. So, we'll see. I actually traded him out in a in a dynasty to try and win a premiership. Would you believe this? We got big cocks, but we had another yes. grand final. I know. I'm zero and two. So good. I'm zero and two. So good. He must be getting bored. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, Jono, who's your second player? Uh, the second one I'm seeking forgiveness for is uh, it's Matt Rowe. Now, we saw him in his first four, three or four games, absolutely brained it. Won the Brownlow in those three games, basically, um, and then got injured. And then we thought, eh, Matt Rowe, he's coming back. He's going to be good. Was looking pretty good in that first 35 seconds before he got <laughs> injured. <laughs> Come to 2022... Everyone was hyping up Matt Rowe. Had the preseason, was looking good. Um, but something was off. It just, it wasn't like the Matt Rowe we saw earlier um, when he played those first few few games. And to me, it seemed like he just didn't trust himself or trust his body to go full tilt at the contest. Like his scores were a bit down. Um, he just wasn't playing that sort of role that we know. But 
I reckon it was after the buy rounds. He just turned into like a tackling machine, just absolutely wrecking the tackles. Top five, top ten for tackles in the competition by the end of the year. Got the trust in his body. Put out some pretty good scores. Um, the Gold Coast Suns, they were the last for disposals. So we know he can hunt the ball. And if he's going to be getting more ball, and as we saw, Gold Coast were only one or two games outside the eight, they're going to be a much improved side for 2023. So I'm forgiven Matt Rowland. I'll be happy to put some shares into him next year for sure. My issue is the outside ball stuff, so the the marks. I'd love to see his total marks for this year. I can imagine they are just so low. So I see him probably as end up being a really good super coach player, but not a great AFL fan. And that's where I'm coming from. Because I only play super coach. Oh, right. 1.2 marks a game, Stato. Huge. Room for improvement, I see. (laughs) Room for improvement, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, it's it's funny how we're all so hot at him for what was it a three four mm. game snapshot at the, the beginning of his career. He's looked nothing like it ever. He's shown flashes of it, but that, I don't think I don't know, yeah third year fourth year like the consistency's not there just yet. I don't think. Whereas you look at say a Noah mm. Anderson, he's progressively gotten better and better. Where he had that year yeah. this year, and I think I think he ends up being a better player. I think he, he actually already is a better player. Anderson. Yeah. My worry yeah. my worry is Rouse just turning into Jacob Hopper, doing what the team needs. Like yeah. it seems like there's a lot of mm. buying up there. He doesn't need to win him games. Obviously Isaac Rankin's not buying into up, it. Up up, <laughs> no. up there it's a lot of buy in here, mate. We're all part what? of it. Are we? <laughs> Lifelong fans. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Because you must be 13 years old, Steve. Must be. <laughs> yeah, that, it's always fun right. when you get that one. It's just like, yes, yes. Now I just hope my line doesn't break. <laughs> yes, got him. Got him, yes. It's, uh, it's all it's happening. Uh, fantastic. Don't bait that line too often, but uh, yeah, no. very good. Very good. <laughs> and uh, the best is like, is now the, the listeners are just like, the, our listeners are just the fucking best. And you don't even have, like, you just like, oh, perfect. I'll just let them do the work for me now. <laughs> it's like it's like that. Yeah. Real men don't look at explosions. You're just walking away yeah. and the flames are coming. <laughs> the listeners are just, yeah, we're, we're, we're knifing this guy. It's going to be beautiful. <laughs> well done, listeners. You did it again. Stato, who are you forgiving? Sorry. New and old, yeah, new, new yeah, and old. Yeah. God damn! If if they if they've started the year with us and, and they've made it to now, they're they're not new listeners anymore. They're 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 ironed. What is it? Rusted on, rusted on, rusted on, rusted on. What do you got, Stanley? All right, my second cab off the rank. Now it is amazing that you could have a bloke that averages a hundred and three and to be seen to have a disappointing year. But that is the case with Jack McRae. He has been an uber premium for so long, but the second half of the season was actually quite disappointing, dropping right away. Now, this is the case because there have been a number of dogs to feed. So my forgiveness comes with a couple of provisos, and I will provide this forgiveness Uh, as I feel that there are a few things that are going to change. Uh, And first and foremost, um, 
we're seeing Trelaw has moved back to defence. Now, I thought that was just a Caleb Daniel out, but as soon as the stocks come back in, he remained in defence. So I think that's a move they want to see with the breaking of the line, which Trelaw can do. And it also looks like the dunks might be on the move. Now, the inside mid is where they've got way too many to feed. And if Dunks moves out, then all of a sudden you're going to see McRae take back his rightful position rather than, as Cow would say, sooking out on the wing. So this should mean he gets his role back and it should mean he gets back to the best, but also provide Bailey Smith with the ability to become an uber premium himself. So if those two things happen, she'll all remain in defence and Dunkley move on to an offer, um, to another club. I think it's 50-50 at the moment, as the reporting says, but he has the ability to move. He tried last year, but uh, he had a, a contract that was still outstanding, so he can move this year. I'm going to forgive Jack McRae. Well, it looks like the doggies are going to throw five years at Dunkley to get him to stay. So, Just to burn McRae? Yep, and you. And <laughs> but it certainly was the case. I think we did speak it on another pod that yeah, McRae McRae was out, and I think I mentioned that they wanted to just give Dunkley that inside mid roll to keep him happy, basically, where he did rest forward, um, keep him at the club, good mate with Trelaw, and maybe that's how I saw it. Like you know, we don't know how footy clubs work, but that's how I saw it. Keep keep Dunkley happy. McRae squared away for five years, long term contract. So. But it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But he'd probably be best to go to Collingwood, really, as an inside mid. Because, what's his name? Adams is just cooked. Yeah, and Dugowie gone. And that is the rumour. He's off to Collingwood. And Taranto. Um, and, and they have called on Taranto. Yeah. And it's if it's because they got Dunkley, that's uh, the right Absolutely. moment. Absolutely. And That's ironically, Dunkley will be cheaper than Taranto. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Mm. Ooh, that was an interesting really? look there, I Steve. don't know. That's interesting. Yeah, it's uh, strange times. So he's going to still be... If all the moves lay out that you have suggested, where, where do you think he sits overall on the draft board? Oh, he's in the top three yeah. mids if if he gets his proper role back, which he should be. I think we all would have had him in oh, the no, top yeah. three this year. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. But the good thing is he'll become probably a bit of a bargain, so you might get him late round one just because of the 103. Yeah, I think we were talking about, like, Jono had... Jono didn't want to bar Rory Laird just because of the Adelaide supporters. You don't want that stank washed onto you. Uh. Um he doesn't want a bar of the highest average. And, and it was by yeah, far. And, and, and it was by far, but how often do you back it up? Not often. Well, you back it up. Oh, no, no, of course. I'm not predicting he gets 120 again. No, that... we, we see that year in, year out. So Took, Took and, and Steele did the same thing. They always drop back. Yeah, absolutely. Especially when, you know, he's getting the possessions, but he's also built on tackles as well, which, you know, nine tackles or whatever is pretty hard to sustain. Yeah, absolutely. And hopefully he'll be back there in the guts and competing for his role. Sorry, that gag didn't <laughs> drop too well, did it? Things are going over my head. back from his ACL. What? Rory Slime. 
Jackson Haley, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> Strange times. Yeah, what happened there? Indeed. You try not to make too many Adelaide jokes. It's like in comedy, you should always punch up. It feels like punching, like really, really down. Down. Like yeah. about as low as you could get. Do we overrate G- GWS players? So how many have left GWS and actually been a genuine star elsewhere? Sure. I mean, Adams was Adams was good. Like, Trelaw was good. Yeah. Jeremy Cameron? Yeah. Tom, Tom Boyd. Yeah, but he was sort time. of, he was late in career move. Yeah, yeah, Tom Boyd. But but how many have moved? I mean, even Kennedy and you know I Jack love Steele. a little bit of Matt Kennedy. Jack Steele's probably the outstanding one. But there's been a lot. I mean, you go through how many of they, they they had a out lot of, of that club. players. I mean, if you throw enough shit, what's going to correct sort of thing? Correct. But so many have left. And very few of them have ended up being stars, all thinking that, oh, God, we're getting all this high-end Enjoy talent. Caldwells yeah. and so forth. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, maybe that well, just doesn't work out. We should see what our, our, G, our, our Gold Coast sons do with their, uh, if their, their list size has to shrink, which no one wants to see. No yeah. one. No. Uh, anyway, no. my last forgiveness no will push on. Nat Fife, I forgive him. Uh, he'll have the forward status next year. Did you know this year was his worst ever average? Worst ever average in his uh, worst, worst ever, ever. Even worse in his debut season. So, uh, so Monday what, did for the six games he played seven, seven. Johnny, so, oh, put some respect on that man's name. <laughs> he wouldn't have a six games. Well, maybe he did. Uh, yeah. So look, Monday took a hell of a lot of mid time. Five just basically played forward. He had. Very, very little uh, CBA attendances. Look, the injuries are obviously the killer over his career, much like Hunter Clark. But he'll be forward. He'll be super discounted. No one wants a bar of him. Uh, if he has a good preseason, every salary cap player is going to have him. He will be hyped up beyond belief. Uh, and I can forgive him. They they won't actually, mate, because he won't get the discount in salary cap, but he will on the Oh, there you go. Board. I don't have any idea what goes on in that. Shit-ass game. Because mm, he only played seven games. If you played uh, ten and you had and that shit-ass average, then it would be worth it. you have over there. <laughs> <laughs> Does he get a discount in Murdoch ball? I don't know. Yeah, what course, a great game. What a great game that is. <laughs> right. he, he'll get one in AFL Fantasy too, but not as discounted as you actually think. In neither game, he'll get his... I actually average. had a think, thought about that. Is like in... Like the Herald Sun, very, very right wing, controlled by Murdoch. They want to keep, and because the, the salary cap doesn't change, so I understand the game a bit. They just want to keep the the plebs, the plebs who play Supercoach, frozen wages. Keep them down. <laughs> Inflation can be soaring. Frozen wages. Where in AFL fantasy, they're happy to go with uh, what society's doing. Bit, bit more um, socialist, you'd say there, status. So. Yeah, and and what you're saying, you like playing the game where nothing changes. Like the old right, you know, we keep our slaves, we're allowed to keep our guns, go out cotton picking, like we're all fine. Whatever argument I'm trying to get across. <laughs> Tuesday night, we'll be there, warning. Don't worry about that. I'm, I'm locked in for, for, the, for the, uh, whatever the hell we're doing with that website. Um, but yeah, five, he'll be cheap. He'll be, will be interesting. Will he go before Tara and Thomas? Don't Who ask knows? him back, Warney. Move on. 
Get someone that's a bit more open to change. <laughs> so I'm forgiving Nat Fife. And Warney's forgiving well, he's, you. He's a great man. He's like, he's a spiritual leader. Yeah. He's like Jesus in a lot of ways. <laughs> in a lot of ways. <laughs> the patience of that man. <laughs> Much like my patience for Nat Fife. Well, Fifey, yeah. It's an interesting one because you know I've always been the ageist. Um, And when I see someone sort of going that downhill, unless it's really late in the draft and where I'm willing to take the punt, it may be something good comes, it'll probably be an avoid for me. Yeah, if I get him at the right price, I'd take him. I think that's the thing is like I look at, like I know they've got some talented youngsters, but I just don't know who's screaming to take over. Um, that midfield time, if Blake Akers leaves as well, there's someone else that they have to fill out on the wing. So there could be a couple little holes, hey? I thought he signed. Did he? I thought he didn't. I don't think so. No, I don't think so. No, no, (laughs) still talk about him being traded. I think Carlton's targeting him. Noon's replacement. Maybe uh, by the time this pod comes out, who knows? But uh, could be a few holes to fill. Anyway. That'll wrap it up. Uh, we have got some Twitter questions. We'll try to... Look, we're putting a few shows in the can, so we'll try to find some uh, the appropriate questions with each show. So bear with me. Uh, Russ says, his black... Wait, what are we doing? Forgiveness? Yes. <laughs> Don't worry about you, Russ. We'll get back to you next week. Frio says, uh, he forgives Salem. Salem, who came out, just got injured straight away, scored yeah. three. Yeah, he's been serviceable. That's a good discount. He's good. How many games did he end up playing? I think it was the last game he got injured. Might have missed one or two. I thought he missed more than that. No, he missed like the first half. Oh, that's right. He had that calf injury or something. Yeah, so he ended up playing 11 games, average 74. So that that is well um, below and... His last three average was 82, which isn't huge, I, I must admit. Um, but I think he got injured in his second last game and didn't play round 23. Okay. So, um, yeah, it's certainly discounted, which is a damn good sign because it'd be down yeah, the board. Yeah, there's nice scores in there too. A lot of 90s, couple hundreds. So he, he was pretty well back once yep. he was back. Mm. Uh, and and Brayshaw moving into the midfield, if that becomes a long-term thing, will be really yep. good for Salem. Uh, Frio says, any forgiveness directed over due out or double down? Who is it's always a double down, isn't it? I thought it was Dossie who was due out. Dossie's due out because of his Fiorini. Yeah, for Fiorini. So it's all about his fantasy player. Mm-hmm. It's not about game plan or development of the players. It's just Fiorini. He's done. Mini Monk says, forgiveness, please, for Butters. Was Butters that he bad? He was fine. He was fine? Nah, he was fine. Uh, he's, he screamed home, but yeah, he, he had a bad patch with him. I think there was, he like had that. the head, so, yeah, he got like a rib knock one week, a slight concussion another week. So he had like a three or four week where he was a little banged up and the output wasn't there. And had a knee injury and out yeah, for two. So he, yeah, he's fine. Yeah. Medial. Yeah. Uh, ben, uh, forgiveness for Taran. Yes, agreed. Well done. Uh, BJ, forgive Ryan, Ryan Burns. <laughs> Put a line through him. <laughs> oh, yeah. Take him out to... 
It it all depends how he comes back after this little break, because that was the problem. He come back, you know, putting on quite a few extra kgs and wasn't up to the athletic profile required. Yeah, it's um, yeah, I'm not. <laughs> well, he's going to be cheap, isn't he? Yeah, as he was yeah. this year. Uh, Surly, is this going to be an hour long pod where you ask for forgiveness from Crow supporters? I don't know. I'm just getting that Jerry Cannon. Throwing more on. If anything, they should ask forgiveness from us. <laughs> South Australia. My God. There's a town there that's so embarrassed to be South Australian, they live underground. <laughs> part of the country was so embarrassed to be attached to South Australia, it just fell off. And then they tried to make a landmark out of it called the Australian Bite. That's uh that's how bad South Australia is going. Uh, pack and send. Oh, that's more of a uh, keeper. keeper pod. Um, oh, will Statesman ever forgive Doss for ruining his fantasy classic skills? Uh, Who is that Holmesy. from? Yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> um, look, that's off-brand. We don't talk off-brand in this show. But fuck Doss. Pretty weird on your T-shirt. It says, "I love Doss." <laughs> it's uh, it's not a visual medium here, so I didn't think you were going to bring that. Oh, up. no, no. Well, yeah, there you go. Anyway, that'll wrap up this show. So we'll get recording next week's show straight away. We'll see you then, listeners.